I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another high school football podcast. He's uh, Chris Smith, top dog. I'm Braden Sopranitz uh, getting it to you today. Of course, uh, we got another uh, interesting rankings we got to break down. We got to talk about last week. We got to preview this week. We're in league play now. Uh, league play is always very exciting to get to. These teams know each other very well in their leagues. You got you get some really good ball games, uh, and you get some rivalries uh, coming up over the next couple weeks or so. Again, thanks for tuning in on the Radio.com app or on 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Be sure to, uh, if you don't have the app, download the app, and you'll be able to hear our podcast as soon as it hits the airwaves. Uh, you'll also be able to hear a podcast from... Uh, Multiple uh, people here on the radio station, the Ben and Woods podcast. We got Gwen and Chris as well, and tons of high school football content, including our high school football show each and every Thursday night uh, from 9 to 11 live. Of course, we uh, replay it uh, all right here on the radio.com app and on um, on demand. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes as well uh, and get all of your needs uh, for high school football. Uh, there you go. There's the plug. That's what I had to say, talking about uh, everything you can do with the radio.com app. Chris, what's going on, man? Top dog. What is going on? Happy Tuesday, world. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, you were at the uh, Lincoln uh, Madison game last week. Do we want to recap what we saw last week before we get into these uh, rankings and all that sort of fun stuff? Sure. Why? Or not? how was your weekend? Uh, no, no, a... no spontaneous Nebraska trips. Or no, no Nebraska trips. Didn't go to Iowa this time or no, something. No, like but that? I did see. Uh, there's a place out in southern Utah at the end of uh, Mount Zion. Oh, Zion. Zion and National I, Park? I thought about heading out there over the weekend. I just get these weird ideas, man. I want to go travel and see these really cool places in the world. Have you been to Zion before? No, I have not. I've camped there before. Zion's nice. Yeah? Yeah. So should I make the trip? You should. You enjoy hiking and taking video and stuff? Yeah, I mean, you can make, You can get some really good photos out there. They got some cool yeah. caves to walk through and stuff. Speaking of photos, did you see uh, some of those videos I put up on uh, IGTV? Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, you started one at Coach's Corner. Yeah, I did. What'd I you think? I like it. A little different? Yeah, absolutely. 120 frames a second, slow things down, make guys look <laughs> a little more cinematic. I did make uh, some of these guys look like superstars out there on social media, so. There you go. That's all I need it for. They need it for their gram and their That's social it, media. We do it for the gram. Get a homecoming date. Hey, listen, stuff. I'm not responsible for any kind of dates these guys get off of this, okay? <laughs> they're not, not They're me. not paying you to get dates no, with no, that, with no, that uh, no, piping sir. them up? No, sir. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the games then. I had a good weekend as well. Thanks for asking. How was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. It was lazy. I just did nothing. It was great. I watched football Saturday uh, and Sunday. Watched some playoff baseball. We got some good playoff baseball going on as well. Um, but that's about all I did. Uh, speaking of football over the weekend, pro football it is. Just mm-hmm. one prayers out to Tony Jefferson in case you guys haven't heard. That's he did right. tear his ACL. Uh, his uh, 2019 season will be over. And uh, we wish him the best of luck, speedy recovery, and uh, prayers up for you, Tony. 
got a lot of San Diego guys making impacts in, uh, on a lot of NFL teams and college teams. Um, we're trying to get Chris Olave for the uh, John Quintero show this week. Ooh, Ohio nice. State said it's good to go. They just got to work out a time with Chris, and we uh, should have him on either uh, tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday. You should work out with uh, Fred Warner. You see him on Monday Night Football up there for the Yeah, Niners? I got to try to get him, too. Uh, we, he went on Gwen and Chris last year, I think, so I just yeah. got to reach out to them. Uh, we had John Lynch on last week. We had a lot of San Diego guys in uh, That's right. impact spots in, in, uh, in football around uh, you know the United States. So let's talk about high school football here in San Diego. Starting with uh, your game, uh, you were at Madison and Lincoln, or do you want to start with Carlsbad Torrey Pines? No, we'll start with Lincoln, uh, Madison. Uh, You're wearing the Lincoln sweatshirt right now over the Torrey Pines shirt. So now we we can talk about both games. Yeah, okay, that's fair. We could do that. And let me start off with Madison versus uh, Lincoln. Obviously, I was very, very impressed with... um, You didn't pick this game, by the way. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. you stayed in the middle. So I, now well, you can give us you know the what? full unbiased report. I, I, I take that back. I think I did go out on Coach's Corner and I actually said that I'd take Lincoln over Madison. I think I did go on record and say that. Um, and that was simply because I'm looking at rosters and I'm looking at how many D1 guys or potential college athletes that Lincoln has. Well, you got to miss at least one since you well, you know only missed like three last weekend. I know. With the spread. With, With the, the spread. spread. By See? the way, anybody that puffs out their chest thinking they got the games uh, and just picking straight up, yeah. No, you, you got to compete with Chris and I in picking the spread. I remember two years ago, I was dominating everybody because, I, or I, I nobody thought I was doing well because I was picking towards the spread. And I was like, "Look, man, spread numbers are a lot better than the regular numbers." That's but true. we digress. Let's talk about Madison and Lincoln. Um, Keontae Springs, I got to tell, I was incredibly impressed with that young man. I think he had somewhere between the neighborhood of thirty and thirty-five carries. Uh, put the Madison Warhawks on his back and carried them to a victory. I don't uh, Lincoln defense. They just kept. You know, Madison just kept punching him in the mouth, going after him, going after him, going after him, running the ball uh, toward the end of the game, a little bit of wildcat. Uh, there was a quarterback change at uh, midway through the game for Lincoln. Um, Tyler Jensen was was uh, replaced with Chris Davila. A uh, little bit of a head-scratcher there. Uh, I know that on the first drive, uh, Jensen was probably still trying to get his feet under him, get used to the offense, being the starter. And uh, second drive, it looked like he was doing really well, was communicating well with his players. Uh, receivers are responding well, running back. Looked like he had good control over the offense. Took him down, scored right before the half, and they come out of half, and Davila's a starter. Uh, needless to say, Lincoln didn't score again. Um, I, I don't know what that means. I'm just specifically talking about You're the game. You're supporting what happened. Um, but it was a little bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, the momentum obviously was going with Tyler Jensen as a starter of that game. The offense was responding to him. You pull him out, you put Davila in, you don't score again. I think that just speaks for itself. So that was kind of the tale of the game. Uh, both defenses played pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't say overwhelming for the most part. Um, number six, uh, goodness, I'm gonna forget his name now. Xavier Hamlet was flying all around the was flying all around the place. Sorry about that. Uh, he was You're a popular all man. You're always getting phone calls. <laughs> that was uh, Kyle Sampson from uh, from Sarah calling me right now. <laughs> believe it or not, yours must be burning over there. Um, with that said, uh, Xavier Hamlet made incredible plays. Not uh, all over the field, all all night long. I just want to give him a little shout out. Uh, you know, he had the elbow brace on to protect his elbow. You know, obviously he had the injury earlier this year, but uh, he was flying all around the place. Marquise Pavin made a whole bunch of tackles. Um, key interception by Kamaji Johnson to keep the game close. But in the end, Madison offense and Keontae Springs a little too much. Thirty to fourteen, Madison wins that game, and I was a little surprised at that. You're surprised that Madison won. Uh, I was surprised that Madison or put surprised the score. Uh, thirty fourteen was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, I wasn't really surprised by the outcome. I was surprised by the score, though. I thought that game was going to be, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a 
28-27 or, you know, something really close. Uh, but I'm not uh, entirely surprised by, uh, you know, the outcome of that game. Uh, in terms of my game goes, uh, we did uh, Torrey Pines and, and Carlsbad. Uh, Carlsbad looked really, really good. Um, they look like an open division team. They're able to move the ball up and down the field at, like nobody's business. Uh, and they, I thought they did a really good job. I thought, uh, you know, Noah Vela, who plays running back and wide out, he he caught some touchdown passes. He made, he had um, all of his touchdowns. He had, I think he only had two, maybe he had three, but all of them are at least fifty yards or more. Wow! I mean, he's explosive he, out of the pocket. Yeah, well, he's explosive when he runs. Um, he ran a he ran a post that he turned into a. Um, he quickly he caught it and then he went to he rolled he started running uh, to the outside instead of going across the field he cut it like knifed it back uh, to their sideline uh, for the first touchdown of the game for Carlsbad he had a nice sixty yard touchdown run um, but he was untouched I mean the offensive line for Carlsbad did a tremendous job uh, I thought all game um, and then aside from the opening drive for Carlsbad was like their worst part of the game. They drove all the way down the length of the field. They tried to run a jet sweep, you know, where they tossed it to him, so kind of like a pass, and it went off uh, Vela, and the ball fumbled. Uh, Torrey Pines picked it up. They drove down the length of the field, and they scored to take a 7 nothing lead, and then Carlsbad, um, you know, put up 40, 42 unanswered or whatever the uh, the final score was. It was, yeah, 42 unanswered. I thought their quarterback, Aiden Sayan, did a really good job. He had some nice balls to Cole Wright. Uh, the outside receiver for Carlsbad. They got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys coming back from last year. Uh, you know, a disappointing finish in, in terms of, you know, not winning a CIF championship, but making it to the Open, I think, for Carlsbad. But th- they got a lot of good athletes, and they're, they're a team that I definitely think should be in the top four uh, in terms of San Diego High School football. Uh, and in the, they're 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 well deserving of an open championship or an open uh, division playoff berth. Do they look like they've been there before? I mean, obviously they had the experience last year of getting to there. You know, they got bounced in the first round. But how do you think that helped them prepare for this year? Well, it looks like they do have. They don't really panic. They they look like they're poised a lot. They look like they've been tested. Like, hey, we've been here before. Um, but they they have the maturity of like a senior laden team, and they're not all seniors. Um, but a lot of their impact guys came back from a team last year that was really good, led by you know Asa Turner, who's now playing at Washington, uh, and then Harris, who's now at Wyoming. His brothers on the team, Jonathan Harris. Um, you know the right tackle for Carlsbad, uh, but they, they they got a lot of poise. They're well coached. They're disciplined. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, they went in there and it was it was you know it's cliche like oh this is business you know it's a business trip but that's what it was. I mean they were in there. They were focused. They went in. Um, aside from that one drive, uh, they dominated that game. Uh, hands down, special teams, offense, defense, completely dominated Torrey Pines. Now, is this a Torrey Pines team like last year? Absolutely That, that not. was my next question. Let's flip the ball. How far has Torrey fallen from where they were last year? It's drastically different. Um, really? You could tell thir- missing 35 seniors, that's a problem. I right. mean, when you when you looked at Torrey Pines last year, right, or two years ago they were a good football team. Didn't lose a lot of seniors. They had 35 guys coming. That really good class. Good Your core. entire offense right. is coming back. Their O line, D one type guys coming back. This is great, right? That's when they're seniors. Going to be a great year. Right. Once you lose those guys, if you don't have a really good JV team coming up or the junior class is not, you're going to have a down year, and that's just what Tory Pines is dealing with. And I, I think the initial red flags for them, I think this season was when Olympian went in there and uh, held Torrey Pines to 10 points. And it's yeah. like when Torrey Pines beats Olympian 10-7, you know, no, no disrespect to Olympian, but the team that Torrey Pines was a year ago wouldn't have beat Olympian 10-7. I mean, that game right. would have been um, a boat race. But, 
You know, Tori, they got they, not only that with the missing their guys. You know, talking with uh, Gladnick and and you know Charlene, their their athletic director. They they got some injuries. I heard like half they the got team a lot was of sick. Yeah, they 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 just like when we get the depth chart, he's like, oh, it's gonna be a lot of moving parts this week because we got a lot of guys down. Yeah, didn't specify and what what they had, but yeah, they, I heard they had some guys sick. They had some guys injured. Um, I liked uh, Braden Fowler Nicolosi as a quarterback. He's a guy that is trying to learn a wing T offense as long right. as he's been in the program or whatever it was. Uh, think about it last year with DJ Ralph adjusting to a wing T after right. not really, yep. you know, was he a good quarterback? Yeah, but he wasn't now like he is now, right? right. I mean, he wasn't making those plays. He was kind of like game managing. He would keep right. him in the game, but he wasn't winning them games. Now uh, you can make the argument that DJ Ralph is winning them some games. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, making some of the decisions on any when to, yeah, when to pull knowing, it, when to keep it, you know, looking for the guys that are going to be open and whatnot. It's a it's complex offense. Ins, yeah, it's learning the ins and the outs of the offense. It's, and I think that's, you know, it's anybody making that transition. Everybody tough. thinks, you know, oh, wing teases, running offense, and you do this. You know what? There's a lot of complicated blocking schemes that go into this stuff, and quarterbacks got to know this stuff. They got to understand where the ball is going and how to how to manage that in time management. Here's the only thing I got to say. to Anybody that, like, dogs the wing tee, if I see your scout book and the wing tee scout book and your offensive linemen you draw are all just blocking straight up against the guy in front of them, you don't know the wing team. Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there. Look at the look at Narbon, right? Narbon the last two times they've played Cathedral, going into it, it's like, oh, we know the wing tee, this is easy. And what does Cathedral do? In the first half of both those games, they punch him in the mouth and Narbon's sitting there going, I don't know what the heck's going on. Right. Uh, and then they eventually figure it out. I mean it's not once you figure it out, it's good, but it's like it's like playing any of the military academies. You hate playing the military academies because you got to spend hours upon hours breaking it down and making sure every kid does their job. I have a question for you. How how difficult do you think it is now? Um, and not saying all kids are like this, but I have been noticing. How difficult is it now, do you think, to stop a wing tee or a triple option offense when you have all these kids that really can't stay focused as much as years past. You think that's a factor at all, or, or no? Because I, I it, yes, it, it but seems... I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's it's a lack of focus. I actually think it's a different reason. I think that we don't have the physical size that we used to have. We don't have the linebackers. We don't have the D linemen at the defensive ends. We don't have guys that are, you know, two hundred and thirty pounds. I mean, I'll be looking out there some weekends or on Friday nights, and I'm looking at linebackers one hundred and eighty pounds. The guys should be playing wide receiver. They're playing outside backer. I think that plays a factor in it too because they get they get caught up in the wash. There's a lot of and I don't want to call kids nowadays soft to be like get on my soapbox old man type of deal. But the but the other not, thing is you're not old, but okay. I, I know, but I'm just you know just saying. But and I'm not saying I was the hardest player of all time. I mean I wasn't that afraid of contact, but I'm not like I wasn't like John Lynch out there just tearing people's faces off. All right, I'm not I'm not saying that at all either. But I think there's a handful of of kids that. I just don't think kids nowadays are as physical. I don't think they just they don't. I don't think they want to be. Look, they have the uh, look. What's, not it, do, what's, listen, what's Jacob? You have changed. you have Jacob Hicks at Morse. That's right. an old school football player. Right, there's only a handful, but this is what I'm getting to. There's a lot of times in wing tee defense, like offenses, where you have to take on a block, and that's your only job. Whereas, like, if I'm a kid, it's like, I don't want to just get blocked. Like that, your job is to just basically just blow up the play and try to get blocked and have somebody else make the tackle. I mean, you just have to have your responsibilities. I don't think there's a lot of kids that were willingly wanting to do that or are fired up to do that. I sure, you have a that. handful of kids. I bet you every coach listening to this right now has at least one kid in mind that are like, oh, I got a kid that will blow something up. But I think the majority of everybody's team, I mean, I watch it on the JV level when I coach. I've seen it with my own team. I've seen it with teams that we go cover. 
There's not a lot of kids that like want to mix it up anymore. Don't you know that we we know we call those guys chip on the shoulder guys. Chip, yeah, exactly. I mean, you gotta you gotta find that kid on your team who's got the chip on the shoulder. He's gonna go in there and put his shoulder in the middle of it. Now, a lot of times, you know, it's, what I'm noticing is it's not the biggest kid. No, it's not. You know, you had that kid who's uh, Luke Manos from Rancho Bernardo was one of those kids. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I saw the kids film. I thought, oh man, this guy's like six one, two twenty, huge linebacker. He shows up in my garage to do a photo shoot. The kid's like five eight, a buck thirty five. I'm like, wait. Did you leave the rest of you in the car? But if you watch this film, that's the kind of player you're talking about. That kid's got heart. Jacob I mean, that kid's Hicks, got a same big kind of heart. Way. I mean, and I'm not saying all all kids are soft or whatever, but I'm just saying it's a little like the game the game's changed. different. Right, it's the different. game changed when we got rid of Oklahoma Drills. Right. I don't, I don't know if you remember Oklahoma Drills, but I remember Oklahoma Drills. I hated drills. doing those. And that's when you, I mean, look, it separated the men from the boys. There's a lot of drills that you would do. Bowl there's in the a, ring. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that would not be playing football today my if those uncle, drills still came around. My uncle and my dad talk about a gross mod when they were in the 80s about how they would do a drill where they'd said one guy would line up on one sideline and he would just stand there and the other guy would just line up on the other side, part of the sideline and just run full speed into the dude. It's like, why? I mean, yeah. it's like, but now it's like we're more intelligent. It's like, why are we doing this besides just trying to kick the hell no, out of our kids? I just remember, kids? you know, one of my favorite drills, and it's, it's kind of a mod- moderation, it kind of a bit of a change on the Oklahoma drill. You'd have a linebacker laid on his back. You had the running back laid on oh, his back. They'd, they'd, like, be yeah. head to, they'd be helmet to helmet. They'd blow the whistle. Running back's got to try to get by. Linebacker's got to hit him. Some of those got super, super physical. You know, guys were getting thrown on their back. But I'll tell you what, after you do that five, six, seven times, there's a certain part of your mentality that changes. So that when you're in a game and it's either you or the other guy, you somewhere inside of you, you say to yourself, it's either going to be you or me, and it darn sure ain't going to be me. I think a lot of it is, I think we've gone too far in terms of, look, do we need to be running Oklahoma drills all the time? No, I don't think Maybe so. Maybe once a week. I, my thing, I think Oklahoma drills are kind of uh, extreme, but we, we can't go from not doing Oklahoma drills to just not hitting at all, because I think... And it's tough because of the whole concussion thing, and we want safety, and that's fine, and I agree with all that stuff. But eventually, and you see it with the NFL, you see it with it, you have to actually hit. You have to get trained to hit. You have to practice hitting. You have to go live scrimmage, and that's difficult for a lot of our teams, right? How many, like, on my JV team, I'm at I'm at Cathedral, right? You think we have a—I got, I got about 28 guys. You're right. I got 28 guys, I got five stud linemen, and that's it. So who are they going to go against, right? And and I guarantee you that's the same for almost every team in the county with the exception of maybe a handful that have enough numbers. But how many coaches listening to this podcast right now have to do a half line? How oh, many, of, believe, how many yeah. of them get, like, no reps? But yeah. think about this. And they got to split the real good O-line even have to go play D-line just so they get it's, some kind of competition. Just to get some reps. Otherwise, you got your best lineman going against a kid that doesn't play line. It's right. like, what kind of good is that? But it's like you have to practice tackling you have to practice hitting and you don't have to hit the kids for two two hours straight but you have to mix it up a little bit you can't just go hitting against bags because that's not going to teach these kids anything when it comes to game time i mean i watched the ppr and i watched the highlights and there's a handful of times and it's every team it's not just one team it's every team including the best teams there is some bad tackling Attempts out there. I mean, just poor you know, tackling. I, I think Cecil Shelton. Uh, I know Cecil really well. He was uh, a former teammate of mine over Crawford, and he put out a, a message and actually said, "Hey guys, can anybody tackle?" It's true though. Because I mean, you see some of these scores. I mean, look, let's just go to the scoreboard. You've got fifty-four. You've got fifty. You've got sixty-five. You got fifty-six. You got forty-nine. You Seventy-three. Got Seventy. Dude, we'll get to that. In a I second. don't even remember the last time you look at a scoreboard that had. I mean. 
there's a there's what three four games on here that are close to a hundred points. We're not playing basketball. This is football. I think that at least I remember when I was playing, and I mean that wasn't even that long ago. I mean like the PPR scores would be like I mean you would only see a forty like if it was a ginormous mismatch. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I think the—I'm trying to remember the most points we ever put on somebody, and I think, honestly, it might have been 56, with the most ever in two years of, of playing varsity football. And there were some there were some teams we played that were definitely uh, mismatches for us. Um, and, and, I mean, you go through, like, every once in a while you run to that team, like the Tyler Gaffney Cathedral team, they put up yeah. 70 on Scripps Ranch. Yeah. They still gave up 40 points in that game, right. by the way. But it's like, yeah, the scoring is outrageous. But this is every week. This it's every week. I mean, this look week at, look at, look yeah. at the, like you're reading through the scores. Forty. These are all the winning scores this week. 42, 35, 27. Look at Bishop's Orange Glen. A 73 spot. They still gave up 32, 32 points. That's insane. That's 105 points in a game. 49, 65, 56, uh, 58 uh, for Central over Calexico. 54, La Jolla Country Day. 46 for Poway. 62 uh, for, for Holtville. Vista. Yeah, 62. Are you kidding me? Look, look at the Heedless game. Yeah, I already. I, I what was that? 60 Sixty-five something? to fourteen. It's it's unbelievable, and it's it's. Uh, These and are I, basketball scores. Look, I I try to teach my kids, and it's tough. I mean, we're doing that. I've been teaching the same football technique, tackling that my dad's been teaching for a long time. It, it was ahead of the game, mask up, you know, safe hitting, safe wrap up tackling, but. What you can't teach is like you got to get your nose in there, man. I mean, you yeah. actually actually have to go through, get a wrap, and. I've seen this year more guys on my football team try to twist somebody to the ground than I've ever seen in my entire life. Grab up at the shoulder pads, try to swing him to the ground. I, even the big kids I have. And it's like, we've never taught that. What are you doing? Try to get, wrap up, get the guy on the ground. I mean, it's you know, like, it's un, it's. I was watching, I believe it was Chicago Bears versus the, the Raiders yesterday, or on Sunday, right? And there was a legitimate hit. Guy led with the shoulder. It was a bang-bang play, and the flag came out, and they flagged him for um, targeting. And I remember watching this thinking, wait a minute. I thought targeting targeting was leading with the head. Yeah. And so they reviewed it because all all, all of those are reviewable in the NFL, and they they pulled it back out. But they've been told if you think it's targeting – throw the flag well the other thing too it's like what i don't understand it's like it's just a hat to hat any hat to hat is automatically a flag but it's like well it's not just a flag it's, it's gonna targeting happen now. It's, it's targeting now do you realize that there's a difference when you change the rule to saying it's targeting now guys are getting ejected guys are getting fined listen you you charge me fifty thousand dollars that's gonna change the game yeah everybody's gonna try well then you go to the cut tackle and then people are getting their knees blown out and yep. all of a sudden they can't t- tackle like that anymore it's like right, we're digressing well we're it's digressing. like come on I, coaches you know. we support you on this uh I, I think both of Braden and myself both agree the game has gotten a little bit different maybe not as physical it was say 5 10 15 years ago uh, i don't think either one of us have the, the complete answer to it but we would like to see better tackling and better defense in san diego i'm gonna go on a rant for a second you ready for this oh, here we go i'm done with the knee pad Deal. I'm done with the knee pads. <laughs> I'm done with this stupid knee pad. Uh, I'm trying to make it as clean as possible. But the official we had for yeah. our game, yeah, oh the J, uh, JV Point Loma against Point Loma. I'm gonna tell you right now, and, and he didn't just do it to us. He was doing it to Point Loma too. The the knee pad thing was a joke, and it set the tone. This is what the this is what this official did. Coaches, I want you to I want you to listen to this, and I want you to comment if you've ever had a ref do this. I had a ref. I, we're doing pregame warm-ups, 
defensive back drills. You know, we're doing uh, 90 degree angles. We're doing 45 degree angles. We're doing our cuts. The ref steps in the middle of my drill and gets in the way on purpose to tell everybody, you don't have, you're not wearing knee pads. You ain't playing today. Kind of set the tone. All right, whatever. Okay. All right, cool. I got no problem so far. Go ahead. That's fine. All right, I'm trying to do the drill. He keeps getting in the way of the kids in the drill on purpose until we all say, yes, sir. Are you kidding me right now? I'm trying know. to warm up, I man. Know. I don't need. Yeah, we get the same spiel every week. Guess what? The pants they make nowadays don't go behind bottom oh, of the I'm knee. I'm not buying that. I'm no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, here's the other thing too. Don't disrupt my drill while we have 35 minutes to warm up to tell me about knee pads and wait there until every one of my kids says yes, sir. Are you kidding me? What are you trying to do right now? You don't okay. have a problem with that. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll have, say this. Right, coaches, I want to know maybe if you have not, a problem with it. Maybe maybe that's not the right scenario, but I will say this, okay? The knee pad issue to me, it, it's actually pretty sincere. Now, I, I apologize for what that referee did with you. That's probably a little over the top. But I know they've been instructed to make sure that, you know, they follow the letter of the law. And let's be honest here, okay? As coaches, no player should even take that field to begin a drill if they're not properly addressed and equipped. They all so have that's knee on pads. You. If they listen, if they if if a referee sees that, I don't know what he saw. I can't speak for the guy. I don't know, but I will say this: it is on coaches, it is on athletic directors, on any athlete, any authority figure that's on that field to make sure those kids are properly dressed appropriately. Now, I will tell you, some of those kids are getting away with some stuff over there with pulling, hiking up the knee pads because it looks cool. Because some of the college guys and the NFL guys do it. Okay, so I've seen I've seen it both ways now, and I will say that it is. Illegal to wear your pants above the knee. Period. Be, period. Point blank. My that's thing not is, just picking on one coach or one team. That's across the board. Be competent enough to call the freaking game and stop worrying about the knee pads. If all you do is call knee pads the entire game and you miss blatant illegal blindside that's hits, that's a different thing. And if you miss holding calls and you miss roughing the passers and you miss everything because all you well, care about is maybe knee they're distracted. Pads, no, it's because they suck. It's straight up, they suck. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, willing to say no, all the sending referees are uh, suck. I'll be the bad guy right now. But yeah, I'm you, telling you, you right now. You definitely took the bad guy I'm this telling you tonight. right now, there's a handful of guys, and not all of them, because I thought the crew that had the uh, the Hilltop Bonita game was great, and there's a lot of guys that do it for good. But there's a lot of guys, I think, in high school football that are officials that do it to have a power mentality, to be in control of something, and to kind of kind of bully kids. Can, can I, I reel you back in here before no, no, no. you alienate every single referee in That's Senate fine. County? I mean, I'm 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 not uh, I'm not going to be coaching for much longer. I mean, we got one we got like one game left, so I don't so really care about it? that. I'm just saying, it it needs to be changed. And here's here's the other thing too. I'm okay with you enforcing whatever rule you want. I don't care, but there's a way about it. Like here's here's the, here's a perfect example between a good ref and a bad ref. A good ref says if you got a kid that's just a little bit over the line of scrimmage and he's offsides, a good ref goes, "Hey, back up 56, 56, I need you to back up." Or the you got first a, time or I understand that. Right, I'm getting to that. Or or say uh you know, kid's not completely on the line of scrimmage. Hey, I need him to scoot up a little bit. Hey, hey, why don't you scoot up a little bit? And he's kind of teaching the game. Here's the thing. This is a teaching the sport Especially anything under varsity, you should be helping out and teaching. That is how you do it. How you don't do it is sit there, keep your mouth shut, and then throw a flag every three plays about the same thing and then not address it. It's like there's a way to do it. The other thing, the way to do it is I totally understand 
having to control the game. Look, I umpired for uh, for 15 years. Okay, I umpired Little League Baseball 15 years. I understand trying to keep control of the game. You don't want to have people walk all over you. I get that. But you don't have to come out of the gate guns blazing and like act like you own the place. Well, I, I agree with that, but I'll say I, I think it's a far stretch to say some of these guys may be inexperienced. I don't want to say that they're coming out there for power trips. I think that's a bit of a leap. I didn't say all of them. I said I think a handful. I think some of them are, and I think the majority of them are in it for good reasons, and I know you're just playing devil's advocate right now and, and trying to be the good guy because you don't want to get any phone calls. But there's a well, lot listen, of guys I've got that a lot say of fr- Listen, I'll be candid. i got a lot of friends that are that are referees, and I know, and I'll be, I'll even name one guy in particular, Charlton Lynch, one of my best friends. I, I grew up with the guy, uh, got a ton of respect for him, and I, I wouldn't do what he does because I wouldn't put up with the mouth of coaches. Yeah, it sucks. I You know, it, it's a little different in, in football. You know, if I was, you know, baseball referee, you say something to me, I'm running you. That's fine. You know, I mean, in football, it's a little bit different. They have to take a little bit more abuse, and I don't know that I'd take that kind of stuff. That's fine with you, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's two things that drive me nuts. If you show up and you immediately start bullying my kids about their uniform, I'm already upset because okay. it's like, come on. We Knowing get it. you, I can see We that. get it. I understand. Stop trying to distract my kid while we're trying to warm up. There's a time and a place to say, hey, this guy can't wear this. Hey, yeah. there's a – but to go – to each kid and do an up and down inspection of his uniform, we got better things to be talking about here, like holding, aligning illegally. But the the thing that gets me, look, you could be all about. I I'm cool with that. You want to be you strict do a about all this? No, 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 referees. no. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the rankings, and then I'll just blow up all the rankings. Um, I'm okay with all that, but you can't be the guy that enforces the knee pads and acts like a jerk. And then misses and then misses a face mask where the kid's helmet gets ripped off. It's like you know what I'm saying. Come like on. his helmet didn't get ripped off. Come on, you, you're being a little a little over dramatic. I'm, I'm here. giving you an example of. Like, I'm just saying like a blatant thing that happens. You see this all the time. You see blatant things that don't get called, and then you see things that's like really you're going to call that. I just yeah. There's I, a time I don't, and I don't a place. See, listen, I don't. It's amateur athletics. I I don't. This ain't college. This ain't the NFL. I, listen, I think these guys are doing the best they can. You know, it's bang bang. I still think the majority. I still think you're right for the majority of them, but I think there's a couple bag eggs. By the way, I got to figure out somebody out there in 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 Twitter world or Facebook. Tell me who refereed this game. I got to go find out who. Ask the Point Loma coaches who who refereed this Cathedral Point Loma JV game. Because I'll tell you what, very rarely do I see somebody get to Braden's emotions. It was ridiculous. Like this. It was. It was. Whoever that is. And it was only one guy, and it was just, just it guy. was ridiculous. But the other thing was too, and Point Loma, it, ask any of the Point Loma coaches, they had a kid that was playing guard like the whole game. Yeah. And midway through the third quarter, on a punt, they take him out because his knee pads were covered his knees. How how could his knee pads be covered his knees the entire game? And all of a sudden, the third quarter, they don't. I don't. Know. Here's and then this one. <laughs> this one was last year. I'm, this is my last one. <laughs> playing Saints last year. Saints rolls out there for their first punt. JV team last year they're pu- hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know kickers, they wear their knee pads, of, right? I mean, it's above his knee. They don't let the kid punt. They throw, they run him back. So now a ta- offensive tackle has to punt for him. I'm like, 
just let the kid punt. I was like, he's a punter. He's going to punt and run off the field anyway. It's not going to even matter about the knee pads. The knee pads, My, I think my biggest thing with this is I think we need to prioritize <laughs> things that are actually important to the game and not... Safety is important, Brady. I understand safety is important. Safety is important. But we shouldn't be ticky-tack knee pads well, make every, sure you get, every make other Make sure play. your players are dressed appropriately before they leave the locker room and we don't have this they conversation. They are properly addressed. Not I, a thing well, knee what pads. About, well, if the knee pad covers three-quarters of the knee, Dude, what's they'll the be rule flagging say? the guy. I don't know what the rule says. Well, you what's should know the what the rule says. Say? It's got to be covering the full knee, not three-quarters covering the full knee. It's, and that's up to the discretion of the referee. So. And I'm not even upset about the knee pads as much as the guy interrupting warm-up drills. It's ridiculous. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to do that to you. You go coach. I'm going to go stand in the middle of your drill and just be obnoxious. I'm just going to tell my guy run through you. Oh, yeah? That, we, we, you can't You'll do that because then all of a sudden you're going to get a 15-yard penalty before the game even starts. Nah, not if, not. You're in my drill. We're doing drill. You're in my way, coach. Well, it's funny you say that. One of the guys, the was like, he, he asked us, why did we stop doing our drill? I said, well, we don't want to run into you. He's like, oh, it happens to me a lot. Okay, well. And I was, like, I was like, all right, dude. And then he Listen, was like, you're talking to a guy who once got ejected from a baseball game for telling you a shortstop when the guy was sliding in to take him out a second to throw it through his teeth. Why would so, you do that as a kid? I, well, I mean, hey, listen, my shortstop does that one time. Nobody else on that opposing team is going to come in high, are they? Hey, I've never been I ejected from kids. a game either. It's oh, not I like have. I'm a hothead on the sideline. I'm, well, I am. Hey, and you're the in one the defending dugout. the official. I'm just saying they got. Yeah, you know why? This is why. This is why you're defending them because they got to deal with guys like you, man. Absolutely. That's, that's, they got to deal with guys like you. That's Absolutely. fine. Again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna utter it again. I don't think all refs are terrible. Yes, you do. No, I don't. That's yes, not what I said. Do. No, I think you said real, that. Real back the tape. I just think there's some guys. It's like they need to check themselves a little bit. Let's get to these check rankings yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's get to these rankings. We got a fire podcast today. Wait, fire wait. Rankings? We still talking about rankings? It comes out every Tuesday, Chris. It comes out every Tuesday, dude. dude. And they this had, is like worse than getting my wisdom teeth pulled looking at this. I mean, did you see what the latest one said? Yeah, we're about to go through it. Uh, latest uh, rankings right here. Let's go through the top ten combined. I know all the people in the coaches' corners like it doesn't matter because it's going to be in different divisions. That's not the point I'm making. I'm making the point of based on the rating system. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, Steel Candy number one. Yep. All right, Helix number two. I see that. Cathedral 3, Saints 4, Santana 5, Madison 6, Carlsbad 7, Scripps Ranch 8, Bishops 9, Grossmont 10. Do you have any issues with those? Of course. All right, go ahead. Uh, Steel King is not number one. It's Let's start flat there. Out. Are, Let's they start an open, there. are they an open team? Right now? I mean... When it's all said and done, do you see them being in the open playoff? I I get I, what, it, uh, well, you know what oh, I, I take that back I take that back because that's a bad question to ask because no, there's is. a lot of there's a lot of things they got to play well on. you know no let's be candid if they if they don't be Helix no I agree with they you. have to be Helix let's be honest so are they a lock to get in right now no they're not uh, if they have the same record as Helix when they meet when they're gonna both gonna let's say how many teams do you have above Steel Candy and I think that's the question three. You have Helix Helix Cathedral Saints. Saints not Carlsbad you think Steel's better than Carlsbad uh, it's close. I think it's close. I think. Have that, you watched Carlsbad live yet? No. Go no. watch them. Live. But yeah, but come on. But man. I haven't watched come on, Steel the avocado. Live listen, yet. listen. Grossmont Hills versus the avocado. We've all had right, this argument. Really, all right, guacamole guy. So, we're gonna look, do this I'm again. not. I'm not. Look, I'm not a believer in the <laughs> avocado this year. Sorry. I like Carlsbad. I, and I listen, do. listen. I think there's going to be some changes this weekend. I think there's a there's a big game that's going to have playoff implications across the entire board. I actually think uh, Tory Pines may shock Mission Hills. And that's going to throw dogging, everything else. You've been else. dogging Mission Hills all year. No, that's not true. You picked, yeah, you have. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, you have. That's not true. Because I was talking about him early in the year, and you're like, I don't know. 
So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I it was impressive they put a goose egg up on Oceanside. Yeah, come on. They, they put twelve. They, they put ten guys in the box and was, one safety out there. That was one of the three games you lost last week. I know. You're true. just you're just upset that Mission Hills, you know, almost ruined. You've ruined your perfect streak there for last week. I don't know about that. Um, but if you compare that to Cal Preps, Cal Preps rankings: Cathedral one, Helix two, Saints three, Carlsbad four, Steel Canyon five, LCC six, Madison seven, Mission Hills eight, Vista nine, Oceanside ten. Comparison between those two in the Cal. Preps one, you only have one team that's not D one in the top ten. That seems fair, and it's a yep. D two team. All right, who's that? Who's that? Uh, Vista. Yep. Uh, in CIF rankings, you have three teams not in the Division one in the top ten. You have a D four school in Santana. You have a D three school in Scripture Ranch. You have a D two school in Bishops. Uh, the other thing I think was a little interesting is the strength of schedule and how drastically different it is between CIF and. Uh, um, Cal preps. Here's the deal. I understand margin of victory. It's going to affect your rating, but how does strength of schedule drastically changed? I don't see how it drastically changed. I mean, if you look at right? between one and two, you know they got Steel Canyon at three point six, Helix at eight point five, but yet Steel Canyon is above them. That how does, doesn't make sense to me. Steel Canyon strength of schedule on Max on Cal preps is an eighteen. Uh, Cathedral has the best strength of schedule right now in San Diego according to Cal preps. They have a thirty nine point one. Helix comes in at two with a 37.9. Saints has a 25.3. Carlsbad, 25.8. Steel Canyon has an 18. Yet Steel Canyon on here is number one. But again, if you're if it's not margin of victory, right, and we're thinking about strength of schedule and we're thinking about wins and losses, how does a team with a 3.691 strength of schedule, arguably, look at, look down, you have that list pulled up I right do. now? Look down that list. I mean, that is one of the worst strength of schedules in all of D1. The only other one lower than that, well, Grossmont's there's a, there's a, a negative. There, there's a handful, like Grossmont's and, got a negative. And I think Oceanside has a RB's 2.8. got a three. I mean, there's yeah. there's some teams in there that have, but the majority of Division One has a better strength of and schedule than Steel question. Canyon. And I think maybe something's starting to stand out to me. When you look at Mission Hills and look at their strength of schedule, on the CIF, when it looks like out-of-town teams aren't valued as much. They have a 1.8. But think on about that. That is, that is the second Mission worst Hills, strength of schedule, and they've played some pretty, pretty good, good teams, teams out yeah. of town. And and I, I agree. I mean, look at, look at Helix played some pretty good teams out of town. Mm-hmm. Cathedral played some pretty good teams out of town. Saints played some pretty good teams out of town. You go down Carl's the list. Carlsbad played three Bad teams out of town. Um, you go down to... LCC's got a big boost because of the teams they've played in town. Uh, Madison played uh, Palo Verde Valley, right? And they they played some top look teams at in East San Lakes, Diego. Look at East Lake's, uh strength of schedule at a 9.1. Their strength schedule is pretty good on uh, Max Preps, too, or Cal Preps, too. That's kind of surprising because well, they, they, they only played one out-of-town team, didn't they? Yeah, but they played Saints and Cathedral. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... I mean, you got to treat that almost Saints like an out-of-town. Look at Santa Cathedral. There's is lower. Yeah, I don't understand how... I don't get the strength of schedule, how they came up with this, and I don't think that out-of-town teams are getting any respect whatsoever in these rankings. Well, here's the other thing, too, is CIF, uh, from the sources I've heard, is CIF's now starting to scratch their head like, wait, this doesn't look right. Or maybe maybe they saw that Braden... No, it it's, their, their it's not me, but I it just I, I do it for for entertainment purposes only. I don't no think, malice. No, are you not is. entertained? Are you not entertained? Come on, I listen. The guys over at CIF are like, I know Lubita's probably like, no, we are not entertained. <laughs> it's not even them. But I, I did some research. It's not even them. It was even their idea. The coaches voted minute, on this. Wait a minute. The coaches me, voted on. Tell this. me, I heard a rumor correctly, mm-hmm. and I won't name any sources here. No. But every coach in San Diego County was asked about this, and all but four schools. According agreed. according to sources uh, that I know, it sounds like all but four schools voted for this new system, 
And there's going to be a lot of co- coaches. I want to know on Coach's Corner. I want to know in the comments below what your Who opinion are on those for? I, I, am I going to give this out right now? Uh, are you? I don't know. Are you going to advise You could probably make listeners? a guess of who the four are. I'm going to tell you right now, there are four teams that are probably usually in the open almost all the time. I think I know who they are. But, and I think it makes sense for them not to go with that because they've been, you know, the other system's been working for them. So why would they want it, to change it? It has been working for them, and they're not the victim of, you know, the whole margin of victory thing, right? I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. One of them might because they look like they'd be putting some butt whoopings on some people in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I think they're trying to make a clear statement here's, there. Here's my here's If my I had to guess, with, that's one of them. Well, somebody brought this up, and I thought it was a good thing. And he said, he's like, when you go to those meetings, he said, nobody ever goes in there with the intent of what is best for San Diego football in general. All they care about is what is best, best for, for me. Yeah, And that honestly... That's a reason why we're in this situation right now. And and, and quite frank, I mean, can you blame them? Not not if, coaches, no. Right, if you're a coach at let's just I'm just going right. to throw a school out there. Don't okay? don't don't say that school. Say a different school. I was going to say Hoover. I was just okay. going to name right. a Hoover. random let's school. Hoover. Okay. okay, let's just say some right, Hoover, okay? Uh not one of the best teams in San Diego. Really? Right. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm I don't want to dog Hoover, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. Not one of the best teams in San Diego. Okay. Fair? Fair. Okay. They probably lose by a lot of points so they a don't handful want, of times. So they don't want margin victory in there. Right. So I don't want to give a school an excuse to score a lot of points on me. Right. Fair? Fair. I think that's fair. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the co- you know a lot of coaches in San Diego. I do. You probably know probably almost all the coaches. How many of them do you think are malice enough and are mad are mean enough to run up the score on a bunch of high school kids? I know a few. A handful, man. <laughs> no, no, you'd be surprised, man. I'll tell you what. Like I, I Listen, don't. I, I'm not going to out seen these any games. coaches, but I will say this: I I'm think tell, there's when, double when, digits. When I mean of coaches, I know I, that would. When do I it. mean run it up, I mean your starters never come out, yep. and you're running flea flickers yep. and um, hook and ladders. I'll say this: fake and, punts. Do fake punts include? You're by three touchdowns. If you're by three touchdowns, you run a fake, fake punt, and the fourth, your one, your ones in. And my ones are still in. Is that running it up? Well, well, then then he can just pull the cards like we're working on stuff. I mean, that's a good time to work know. on one. I don't I, know. I just fake punch. You're working on a fake punt in the fourth quarter. I could oh, find a way out toes. of that one. I'm trying to think of like. All right. Well, I don't know. Then I guess like my definition is a little different. Here, 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 here would be a good example of running wait, wait, it up. Wait, wait, were Helix is one still in when they put 65 on El Cap? I don't know. I wasn't at the game. Oh, that'd be a good. Anybody know? Eliano Noah up. was not there. He got banged up, didn't he? I would yeah. imagine he played in the second half of that game. Well, I can't. Hey, but I can't imagine Even Helix is leaving. But, but that's what Come I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Is like there's a handful of times where I think, like we look at those scores, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of cases, and I see it all the time, where the twos are still doing damage against the ones, and at that point, even with the running clock, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I get. What are you going to take? I get you. What, would you rather have them play and compete? Or would you rather just have them take three knees every time they they get the ball? Oh, what no, would compete, be worse? Compete. I'd rather I think just play. There was a post in, I think there was a post in Coach's Corner about that where some guy took a knee when he was losing like 21-3 in the fourth with like two minutes left. I'm talking about when you're – let's say you're I, I really let's got say you're Listen, up, I'm always going to compete. I'll never tell a kid to quit. Whether it's in the classroom or on the field, never going to tell a kid to quit. Look, I've, I've been on the side of, of, of getting my butt whooped too. I mean, like, I know I coach a cathedral, but Jay Sarah kicked our butt. Yep. I mean, they were, and they were still. They had eighteen kids. Yep. What am I gonna do? Complain that they're six dudes that didn't start or kicking my butt? No, I'm gonna go play. Right. I'm just gonna go play. Right. I'm gonna get my kids hey, in. Where are we and going at that, with this? 
I'm I'm just talking about the whole margin of victory deal. Okay. Okay. So so my my thing is, and again, everybody that that listens, I don't generalize the entire section. I'm sure there's a handful of people in there that probably are mean and like running up the score. But I, I think the majority of times where you see the helixes of the world and saints and cathedral and they have these big margins, they got a lot of depth that are going to win. They're going to they're score. They're going to score a lot of points as well, unless they're throwing flea flickers and some crazy things. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have examples of it. Fine, that run it up. But at the end of the day, it's like. You can't. You need margin of victory in the rankings. We we've just determined it right here. I mean, it's like yeah. it's so drastically different. And what's well, I don't know, man. You look at these scoreboards. <laughs> it doesn't look, it looks like they're not being rewarded or punished for margin of victory. I mean, it it how many these, how many of these schools? So but, now and, let me now, ask you though: now, Is that really legitimate though? Because of how the defenses have been playing here, is that really legitimate to say if a team's really good if there's no defense being played? Well, how much is the mar- how much? All the coaches know that margin victory is out. We've said it thousands of times. Yep. It's been in the paper. Yep. Everybody's talking about it. They voted for it, right? Yep. This is what you wanted. You, what want, you, you wanted this. This is what you asked for. This is what you voted for. How has that changed the scores? Have we seen it, it? Honestly, it makes them look more lopsided, if you ask exactly. my opinion. Exactly. I don't think anybody's really changed their game plan in terms of margin of victory. If you're going to get blown out, you're going to get blown out regardless of his margin of victory. I think that's an excuse uh, to make people not look like the bad guy. I think it's going to be excuse because what it we is. play no defense. Look, I understand. And, and here's the thing. You really don't need to run it up anyway because the Cal Preps has the cap. It's not like back in when I was playing where – San Diego teams had no shot to go to state. I mean, zero chance, right? All they had, the only chance, remember, because it wasn't yeah, everybody yeah, automatically yeah, qualified, yeah, yeah. and they had to compete with the Southern Section yeah. schools, and they had to beat everybody by 100 points just to like get the attention of the uh, quote-unquote committee or whoever the hell right, picked those things. Right. It's different now. Everybody makes it. They just want to get in. So I, I just you think know, the margin of victory. We call that the good old boys. The good old boys. The good old boys. That's Never used for a lot of things. No <laughs> That's used for a lot of things. <laughs> um, but anyway... That's that's my thing on the rankings. Uh, again, they I'm vote, over you it, voted dude. for this. Uh, listen, I'm so over it. I'm so. Well, here's over my it. question to you: I'm What so, so what are people going to say when the one seed loses to an eight seed by fifty points? What if that happens? Because the thing, the seeding's all jacked up. Do you think they go back to what they had? No. You don't. You think it was just going to stay like this? I think they'll improve it. I think they'll get better. Listen, I'm a hopeful kind of guy. I hope they get it right. And I, I don't like positive Chris as much. You I like know. you being the negative guy. That gets the, I don't know, dude. Guy. Like something changed in our podcast here. I'm like the good guy now. You're the bad guy. I don't yeah, get just it. give it a couple of weeks. We'll switch. We'll switch back. I just I don't know. Gotta get the beefs get out back there. from Nebraska, dude. Kinda you know what? Good. I'm I I am the man. I'm the voice of the people. This is what people say on Coach's Corner. I'm just I don't. This ain't what I see on Coach's Corner. No, you're afraid to say anything on Coach's. Not Corner. really. Well, half and half. I think on that one. By the way, congratulations to Lincoln Lincoln's uh, Chapman on his first career interception over the University of North Carolina. Oh, yeah, Carolina. I saw that. That was that nice. That was incredible. Attaboy, uh, Chap. I wonder Looking how he good, likes Don. playing for Coach Mac Brown. He's got to be a fun coach to play yeah. for. I mean, He, look, just lo- he looks apart, so though. You look at him, you're like, man, look, look at Don. <laughs> look at Don. He, he looks apart. So they should have beat Clemson. Did he yeah. play in that game at all? I don't think so. It doesn't matter. He's suiting up playing college football at a Division One school. That's still sweet. In an ACC school, nonetheless. Come on now. Is that supposed to be like extra impressive? It, it ain't the Mountain West. It's well, it's Power Five. Yeah, you made ACC sound like the SEC. No, I, dude, who won the national championship last year? 
Dude, Clemson's an SEC school. No, Clemson's an ACC they school. They are don't get SEC twist. school. Listen, some of those guys don't know the difference between SEC and ACC, so make sure you're clear here. Clemson is an ACC school. Thank you. I know they are an ACC school, but they don't play like it. They play like an SEC school. What's Plus, your, what's your team? My team. We're in the Big 12. We suck. What's your team? TCU. TCU who? Really, dude? TCU? They use that with every like school that wait, ends wait. in EU. AS who? Wait, wait. Who? Who is it? Who? Texas Christian cares. Really? What are you, five? I said it. Who cares? Uh, cool thing about Don Chapman is they got good sports at North Carolina season all season long. True. You got basketball program, sweet. Hey, baseball another shout program. Out. Another shout out. What else you, you see Ko Patterson from uh, Orange Glen is number two in the entire state in rushing yards. Oh, I did see your tweet about that. Yep, thirteen hundred career, thirteen hundred rushing yards in six games. Congratulations. Uh, I don't even ask. Kale. Kale. Kale Patterson. Kale, like like the like fruit, like the like the, the leaf, lettuce, the deal, leafy yeah. thing. Okay. It's not lettuce, it's kale. But yeah. Same difference, man. You no, I'm I'm correcting myself. Okay. Sounding like an idiot. Um you know what else I saw? Well I saw you put Stanford c- and um Stanford game against Washington. Yeah. Casey Tuhill got a sack on a Casey, play. I miss Casey. Cathedral. I miss Casey. And then uh, he was a good kid. they flashed to uh Coach Shaw and right next to him. Tyler Gaffney, the honorary uh, captain that day. T- San Diego guys out there. I heard Jake T-G. Lynch has been playing up there as well. TG. Got the uh, Don's Pipeline to Stanford, I guess. Right. How's that happening? I don't know. John Lynch, maybe? All yeah. right, let's get to uh, this week's games. How much time we got here on this podcast? Dude, I don't even know where we are. Oh, we're good. We're, we're right on time. We're right on time despite all my rants. Of course, nothing's personal. Just got to get things off my chest. Uh, let's get to, uh, you want to pick against the spread again? Let's go. Let's rip through this. Carlsbad at Oceanside. I got to look at my spread. Let me pull this up. Where are we at? I got to remember projections? No. Is it projections? No, it's uh, schedule and results. 10, 11. Cal preps. I'm like Cal preps. National projections and ratings where? Uh, go to the bottom of the page. How ratings work? No. Show me here. What am I doing? Go down to the bottom. See where it says San Diego in the bottom left corner? Yep. Okay, click the thing that says 011. All right, here we go. Let's there we go. go. Let's go through it. Carl, we're going to start in the Avocado League, Chris Smith's uh, Top Dog's favorite league. <laughs> His Favorite entertained. I'm entertained. Carlsbad at Oceanside. Wait, you know what this league is called according to uh, Jordan now? Oh, by the way, the anybody listening to this podcast, Go please vote for Jordan. Go vote for Jordan on USA Today. If you need the link, go to my Twitter at that original top dog. Look for the link or go to at CCHS football. Look for the link there. But please go vote for Jordan. We need a Senegal player to win the USA Today High School Athlete of the Week. Carlsbad at Oceanside. Carlsbad's favored 28-14 by 14 points. I'm taking Carlsbad to cover. I'm taking Carlsbad to cover as well. Torrey Pines at Mission Hills. Uh, Mission Hills projected to win 24-8. to Taking the upset, I'm taking Torrey Pines. With I think sp- this is the week the spread or the they actual- get guys back. I think they're not only going to cover the spread, they're actually going to win this game. I'm going with Mission Hills. Yes, Kevin I- Brown, you can call me and yell at me and tell me that I picked against you yet again. I'm just glad nobody has my number. I get so many mean phone calls. El Camino at San Marcos. If you want Braden's number, if you no, have don't, mine, be, please, don't be giving it please out. Please go ahead and text me, and I'll give you Braden's number <laughs> so you can call him and yell at him. Yeah, I'm just gonna. They're just gonna hang up on you. Uh, Twenty-eight, twenty-six. Uh, the projection for El Camino at San Marcos. San Marcos with the victory. My man, Maverick Martin is back for San Marcos. I'm taking San Marcos over El Camino. Is that where they played a tough game last week? Was he back last week? He was. Suited That's for the first time. He, I mean, completely shared his ankle. Kid had screws put in, and that's what I was kind of surprised. You said he was back. I thought he's he was going to be done for the year. Nope, he's back. He's back. Well, that changes my pick. Not really. I was going to pick San Marcos anyway. San Marcos uh, minus two. All right, we good with that? Yep. Uh, are we agreeing on all of them, but Mission Hills. 
We do. On to the Central League. Claremont at uh, Colorado. Coronado. Coronado's favorite to win 41-22. I'll take Coronado. Minus, what is that? I think they'll cover. Uh, I'll take Coronado as well. Uh, Hoover at Sarah. Sarah's projected to win 62 to nothing. I'm going to take Hoover. Lord. Sp- Good, I'm going to Hoover plus 62. Dude, I thought that was a, a typo. 62 to zero? That's the uh, opening line in Vegas, apparently. I'm going to go with uh, Hoover plus 62. I'll take Hoover one. plus 62, even though I know Sarah's going to win the game, but I'm not giving a team. 62, that's incredible. Helix couldn't even cover 60-something last week, so let's not uh, get yeah. carried away. Plus, I... I've never met Drew Smith. I'm assuming he's a nice guy. guy. I don't he think he's going to. He ain't going to score 62 points on somebody like that. Going back to our margin of victory conversation, Kearney at Herney. <laughs> it's Henry, buddy. <laughs> I, I don't like how it's listed as Henry. It should be Patrick Henry, or is it just Henry? I mean, you live over it's there. Henry. I know it's Henry, but it's like, what's the name Henry. of the school? It's Patrick Henry High School. Yeah, we call it Henry. All right, Kearney at Herney. That's okay. horrible. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kearney at Henry. Uh, Kearney's favorite to win 40-31. to 31. Uh, Does Kearney get back to their winning ways this week? Mm, not this week. J.T. Sullivan takes it to the comments, and Patrick Henry wins this game. Patrick Henry plus nine or straight up? Straight up. I don't need no spread. We don't need no stinking spread. Listen, we covered 10 last week against San Diego. Okay. Who's we? What are you we, on the team now? Well, I, mean, I know my you kids go to there, school guys. there. All right. You know, all my right. kids go to school there. So. Fair enough. You could say we. With that said, I'm a believer in J.T. O'Sullivan. Yes, I went on the record and said it. We've ironed out our differences, and I think he's done an incredible job with that program. On the other flip side, Kearney's not they're, doing so hot. They're not doing well. They've struggled. I think they lost to, what, Montgomery. Last week they lost again. They're not doing well. <sighs> They're only putting up averaging like 13 points a game, so there's no party in the end zone. I got Henry. Oh, wow, that's a diss. Uh, all right, fine. I got Henry in this game as well. It, it, by the way, yeah. i got to bring to attention. I think every podcast you have had to say that you have hashed it out and settled your differences with at least somebody. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did you not you see my so Twitter many- <laughs> header? Did you not see my Twitter header? It says the most beloved and hated football high school personality in San Diego. You want to know why? Because you're opinionated and passionate. That's right. That's exactly what it is. And no, here's the other part too. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna go on record saying this. All right, I can't you wait. Know for who you my to biggest haters are? Who are they? Kids, I don't give shine to. It's not even the kids; it's their parents. Hey, See, man. everybody's a fan of top dogs when you get in, when you get in tweets you get in and you get in love and you feeling the love. But the minute you don't mention somebody, listen, I don't even have to say bad about somebody. I just have to overlook them or not see them or not give them shine. And these guys are in my inbox or DMs or text messages or coaches are texting me. I'm like, really? Really, dude? We doing that now? <sighs> well, it used to be I used to get, you know, once in a while I get a little tweet that had a little sleepy face and say sleeping on me. That's fun. Yeah, that, that was like three that. or four years ago. Now I'm getting like darn near death threats, okay? <laughs> well, you Take put it your, easy, fellas. You put it's yourself out there. Media. You put yourself out there. That's what's going to happen. Uh, San Diego High at Mission Bay. San Diego's favorite to win 40 to 28. I got to do math on my calculator. 12. Favorite by 12. San Diego's going to cover that. Hey, listen, no disrespect to Shout out to Mission Coach Bay, Tate by the way. down there and, and those guys over at Mission Bay. Evan Aguion, my guy. I uh, think, Hutchinson, my guy. I Chase, think done the a, quarterback's doing a fantastic job, but this is San Diego. I think they've done a, a tremendous job this year. I agree. With all the circumstances. I think that I told everybody with, that, right? You said they were going to do well. I did say that, and everybody was like, dude, it's Shout out to Bay. Mission Bay. That tip, tip of my hat to Mission Bay. You hear that, guys? Coach Tate, you hear that? Tip my cap to Mission Bay, Attaboy. especially with everything that they've they've been through and 
you, you know, know by the knowing, way, don't knowing say that anymore. Who Coach Roman was. And okay, it's not about Coach Roman. I, I want to say that with all due respect. These guys have been coaching, I mean, for I a said. while, and they've been working with these kids for the last few months. It's not just the coaches' situation. I think that Tate and the offensive coaches and the new guys that are part of that program have been working with these guys for seven, eight, nine months, and they, they've really got these kids to buy into what they're doing. And there's some great coaching going on down there. That's not the reason why they're winning. That's not what I said. I just said with all the things that they had to deal with. They're kids, man. That's a different, difficult situation to deal with. Well, great job, uh, coaching staff. But I, I, that's not the only reason why I'm going to They're what are they four and two, five yeah. and two, whatever yeah. it is. They're doing a really good job. Uh, Classical Academy at Orange Glen. Is that the next game? I'm taking Orange Glen. Orange Glen's favorite to win 42-28. I'm going to take Orange Glen as well. Bounce back a week. Santa Fe Christian at Tri City Christian. Santa Fe Christian here to win 31 to six. I'll take that spread. Santa Fe Christian. I'll take that as well. Christian at Mira Mesa. Christian's projected to win 28-21. I got Christian in that game. You know, man, I feel bad for Coach Tompy over there. I didn't think they'd lose to La Jolla, to be honest I, with you. I picked La Jolla, picked last, La Jolla week, last week. And, you know, I don't, he didn't talk to me all week. Got no text messages, no phone calls, no how you doing. I didn't get anything from him. It just got crickets from the entire, and you know I what? Wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to you either. Picked against my. Well, I'm t- picking against him again. Oh. I think Christian wins this one. I think Christian wins this one, too. Plus, they get uh, minus seven. I think they win by more than that, actually. Morris at La Jolla. La Jolla projected to win 2019. I'm taking Morris straight up in that game. I think that's uh, a bad spread. I'm taking spread. Morris, too. I think it's a bad spread. Not only that, but I think Morris is ticked off from that whooping they took at home last week, and I feel bad for them kids in La Jolla because they're about to stick oh, it to goodness. you. Oh, my goodness. That's true. Listen, I totally forgot listen, about that. Jacob Hicks. Oh, jeez. Non-angry is a deadly force. Okay? Jacob Hicks angry is nuclear. That's all I'm going to say. Unbelievable. Uh, let's move on here. As uh, Now I'm getting a phone call. Look, I, I'm busy, too. I'm popular. Not as much. All right, dude. The the, uh, the snoring needs to stop. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Grossmont at Granite Hills. Grossmont fair to win 35-31. This is our game of the week. I'll take Grossmont. Uh, what are they favored by? Four? Ah, I'm, I think I'm going to take Grossmont, too. So I, I love Grand Hills. I like uh, they they're really hospital. <laughs> okay, and it's a good time. Looking but, to the next game, do you but, see uh, the spread? I, I got Grossman. Helix uh, at Valhalla. They're projected to win sixty-two to nothing. Here we go. Valhalla plus sixty-two. I'm going to take Valhalla plus sixty-two <laughs> as well. I think Helix wins the game. Though. <laughs> Me too. I just want to clarify that right yeah. now. Uh, think about the next score. El Cap at Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon is projected to win sixty to nothing. Yeah, they're not covering this. Well, hold on a second. No. Listen, Have they scored 60 points 60, at all this on, season? Hold on, hold on. Helix just beat El Cap 65-14. So it's very possible that the defense at Steel Canyon shuts out El Cap and they get to see. You know what? I'm going to go out on a crazy limb You here. said you never picked spreads Listen, that I high. never have. Never in my career, never in my life have I ever picked a team giving up 60 points. But Steel Canyon beats El Cap and covers the spread. Get out of here. That's going to be a loss for you next if I, week. If I, I got win that Cap, one. If I got El Cap. Come on. El Cap's going to score. I, I think they're going to score at know. least that one defense. touchdown. They're going to score. Well, they only got to win by 60. <laughs> so if it's 67 to 7, I still cover, right? Yeah, it's a push. you do. It okay. is. You still cover that game. I'm, I got <laughs> Longer El Cap. Bone. I got Leave still Canyon winning the game. I got El Cap with the spread. Mount Miguel at Monta Vista. Uh, Mount Miguel's projected to win 38 to 22. That's a 16 point spread. Oh. Uh. I'll take Mount Miguel. I like the quarterback over there. I'll take Mount Miguel too. Motivist is just not what they were when they had McClendon. They are well coached though. But Hamamoto already got his he has a tying win. Well, hey, look, now he's trying to take the go past Shacklet. 
I don't think it happens right this along. week. Yeah, modern uh, day Olympian. West Hills at Santana. Man, you're skipping the West Hills at Santana game. Oh. Uh, West Hills at Santana. Santana's favorite to win 42 to 6. Dude, when was the last time, first of all, when was the last time Santana beat West Hills? Dude, I don't know. I got to look at Parlots in sports. Okay. Hey, I don't I, think they won. 20... I, don't, I don't think they won in seven years. With that said, there's well, a 35, what is it, 35, 36 point spread? I'll take West Hills with this. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Santana is the Santana's, number five team in the yeah, county they've right now. Up, they've been putting up some crazy numbers. I mean, you look at Their what they did. pretty good. And he is really good. Let me, hold on. Before I make this pick, I'm going to look at one thing. Let me go back last week and look at Let me look up what the they did. Sports, the last time they beat. Hold on. This one's going to be interesting. Let's look up. San- oh, they put 56 on the board against Mount Miguel. And Mount Miguel's defense is a little bit maybe better than I think West Hills. I'm going to take, you know what, Santana, Santana covers the spread. I'm taking Santana. You think Santana covers the spread? I do. All right. Uh, I'm trying to look through the last time they beat West Hills. It wasn't last year. Uh, the year before that. It wasn't that year either. It wasn't 2016. Uh, 2015. Nope. 2014. See how great. Nope. I said seven years. 2013. I mean, they should be approaching the year they went to the CIF soon. Should be 2012. Uh, nope. 2012? 2012 nope. they won. They nope. lost. They got smoked. Uh, 2011. Dave Gross was the his, Dave Gross's last year at uh, Santana. So I was uh, they one won year 42 off. to 7, but that year they went to the stadium and played Valley Center in the CIF Championship game. Right before I played in the CIF Championship game. Uh, there's the game right before it was. Jason Patterson, one of the best uh, linemen on that team. With the right. Cal Poly. Now he's at uh, Fitness Quest 10. I digress. Uh, so Santana, last time they beat West Hills was 2011. Okay, let's go to Valley Verde at Brawley. 42-24, Brawley. I'm taking that as well. Central at Southwest. Central favored 35-8. I'll take that as well. Are, are you in agreement? Uh, I'll take Brawley the first game, and I will take El Central the second game, yes. Uh, Calexico at Imperial. Am I boring you? Yes, you are. Did you just yawn? I yawned at you. Well, you snore at me, so... What's well, because, you know, some of the stuff you say put me to sleep. Oh, my goodness. Just uh, collects. I'll Imperial, take Imperial. Uh, 42, 10, or 49, 12. Yep. Comes as Fred. Eastlake versus Benita at Southwestern College. Let's go. Benita should have won last week, by the way. No, Okay. Can we talk about that? Real quick. Let's Listen, make it quick. I'll make it quick. And don't kill me for saying this down there, Benita fans, but here's my take on that, okay? When you're up that far going into the fourth quarter, there's two train of thoughts. You either play to win you play not to lose. And when and when I say that, I mean by playing not to lose, it looks like your play calling is when I look at the head coach and he's looking up at the scoreboard between play calls, that tells me right there that you're playing not to lose. 85% of the time, that's going to backfire on you. If you keep going at it and keep going at it and keep doing his work and keep, you know, play calling, I think Ron Vad had an incredible game. There's some images out tremendous there. Athlete. A tremendous athlete. I think he's one of the best in San Diego. He was our, our top dog's uh, elite camp MVP, uh, most valuable player at that camp. And that was voted on by the actual coaches, including former NFL guys. A fantastic athlete. With that said, in my opinion, it looked like Benita Vista played not to lose, and they lost. Are they going to play to win this week? I think, East honestly, favorite I'll say this. I think that they're kind of scared of the Titans. I think that the Titans have been the, the bully of the South Bay for so long that you know, when they come out there, I think there's a little bit of intimidation factor that plays in this game. And I don't necessarily know that everybody on Benita Vista buys in the fact that they can beat them. So, no, I think that I think that Eastlake wins this game. Uh, um, by more than 12? 
I think they cover the spread. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that. Modern Day at Olympian. Modern Day's favorite win, 34-31. I'll take Modern Day. I'll take that. That's pretty much a straight-up pick right there. Yep. Uh, Francis Parker at Army-Navy. Francis Parker's favorite win, 35-0. I'll take that. I'll take that with the spread. Yep. Mount Carmel at Poway. Poway's favorite to win by 20 points, 40-20. to 20. I'll take that. I'll take Poway to cover. Uh, Ranch Bernardo at Westview. Uh, Ranch Bernardo's favorite to win 27-6. to 6. I'll take that. I'll take Ranch Bernardo to cover. Vista at Del Norte. Vista uh, is projected to win 48-14. I'll take that. I'll take Vista to cover as well. No, oh, Palomar's just straight up this week. Valley League. Ramona at Escondido. Escondido favored to win 21-20 to 20 over Ramona. I'll take, I'll take Escondido. Take that. Yeah, me game. too. I'll take that. That's pretty legit. That's a coin flip game, right? San Pasquale at Rancho Buena Vista. San Pasquale forty-four nothing over RBV. I think San Pasquale wins, but I don't think they score forty-four in RBV. Agreed. Uh, Cathedral at Madison. This is a pretty good game. Cathedral's favored to win forty to fourteen. I'll take Cathedral with the points. I'll take Cathedral with the points, too. By the way, those two touchdowns, minimum, are uh, Keontae Springs touchdowns. <laughs> He's going to score at least twice. At least twice. At Mark least, my words. Uh, St. Augustine at Lincoln. St. Augustine is projected to win 42-12. to 12. Senior night. By the way, no, no, no. It's homecoming. Oh, homecoming. Lincoln. Oh, senior night's the Cathedral game. That's right. I, I, I'll say this. I Listen. Who picked their homecoming game? Dude, I don't know. And why would you pick this game? Well... Why would you pick this game? It's usually late in the year, right? So if they only had two league games at home and they're both Cathedral and Saints, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Uh, Unless you want to do homecoming in September. St. Augustine's going to cover the spread and they're going to win. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, Non-league games, Bishop at La Jolla Country Day. Bishop's favored to win 50-20. to 20. I'll take that. I'll take that. Forget Bishops might score 70 for all we know. Elko and Valley 80. at Castle Park. <laughs> Castle Park undefeated, by the way. Shout out to Castle Park. I know they want us to go down there and do a game for them, um, which we'd love to do. We just got to fit in the schedule. Castle Park's favorite to win thirty-one to ten. Do you think they improve on their undefeated season? Negative. I think El Cajon Valley goes into Castle Park and gives them their first loss. I'd take Castle Park in the game, but I think the game's closer than the spread. La, uh, La Costa Canyon at Valley Center. La Costa Canyon favorite to win thirty-one to six. I'll take that. I'll take that. Southwest San Diego at Mar Vista. Mar Vista's projected to win forty-one twenty-one. Negative. I would take Southwest with the points, and I think Southwest actually wins that game. Uh, I think Mar Vista wins, but I'll take uh, Southwest at the points. Montgomery at Sweetwater. Montgomery's favorite to win 26-12. to 12. I'll take that. I'll take that as well. O'Farrell Charter at Mountain Empire. Mountain Empire favorite to win 44-20. to 20. Ooh. It's a tough one to pick. I'll take Mountain Empire, but they're not going to co- Well, it means i got to take O'Farrell with the points because Mountain Empire is not going to cover that spread. So you're going to take them plus 24? Yeah. That's fair. I'll do that as well. Point Loma at University City. Point Loma favorite to win 48-20. to 20. Nope, I don't see Point Loma covering that spread. I think Point Loma wins though, but I don't take the I won't take the spread either. Crawford at Scripps Ranch. Scripps Ranch favored to win fifty five nothing over your Colts. Why you guys say it like that? Because I want to jab, a little, little jab bit. at you. Yeah. You know what? You're snoring on me, so I got to throw that out there. Marlon, if you're listening out there, he's not going to put up fifty five on Crawford. I just want you to remember that a couple of your coaches. Played for Crawford, so <laughs> please don't put up 55. I'm taking Crawford with 50, plus 55. Let's go. I'm taking – do you think they win, though? Let's go. You're not going to answer that, are Let's you? Let's go. <laughs> plus uh, – I'm going to take Crawford plus 55. Uh, I still think Scripps wins, though. Uh, and then we got eight-man, and then uh, Escondido Charter at Maranatha Christian. Escondido Char- – this is on Saturday uh, at 11 a.m. You going to be at that game? No. Okay. Escondido Charter is projected to win 24-20 to 20 over Maranatha. I'm going to take Maranatha. I'm going to take Maranatha as well. They got a new field. Yep. I don't think that factors in anything of the 
athletic-wise, but... That's, then why'd you say it? I'm just pointing it out there. All right. All right, that was it. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Anything else to say? Anything you're looking for? What game are you going to go to? Are you not entertained? I will be at homecoming for Lincoln. I'm going to homecoming. Now, I'm not going to green and white, but many of you don't know that Lincoln's prom is actually referred to as the green and white. That's pretty cool. They all yeah. wear green and white or no? Well, that's just what they call it. Oh. It's been that way for years. It's a tradition down there in, in that area. And if you go to prom, it's called the green and white. Uh, don't get that confused with homecoming, which is this weekend. So if you're a Lincoln alumni, it includes a couple of famous guys like uh, Some Terrell, Davis, winners. Terrell Davis. Uh, you've got Marcus Allen went to Lincoln. You've got Akili Smith. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see some of the guys come home and, and support the Hornets for homecoming. So I will be there. I like the sad part is I I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. So we'll see. I was um. I think Kramer's going to make a statement too. Oh, by the way, I have a new nickname for Joe Kramer. You ready? What you got? It's, it's uh Captain Kramer. Captain Kramer. That's you know like Captain Crunch. You know, ain't know why we call him that? No, because he's boat racing fools. Whoa! All right. Boat racing people. Look at that scoreboard, man. This guy's all gas, no brakes. His new nickname is. Captain Kramer. Kramer. You look at his scores. I mean, it's like they shut out Benita thirty-eight nothing. They beat Otai sixty-two to nothing. They beat. What are they trying to go for a new record for how many points? Most points scored. They're in, trying to keep up with Tyler Buckner, man. That's what they're trying dude, to keep up with. Good God, they're trying to keep up with seventy-three. <laughs> That's I'm t- dude. How do you listen? If you're the if you're a head coach and you're the de- and you have a defensive coordinator that gave up seventy-three points, is that guy not fired the next week? Dude, that that team's been doing Dude, that every 73, week. Seventy-three, though. They've, Come been, on. they've already set the record for D- most yards in luck. a game. Just by luck, you shouldn't score that many points. Hey, man, I'm going to tell, you, to tell you something that atrocious if you give up seventy-three. Some wise man told me uh, about like thirty minutes ago. What's that? This ain't college, man. This ain't the pros. It don't matter, dude. It, Seventy-three points. You can fall down in front of a guy. I'm just, you I, can have you seen the tackling? Are we going to start the podcast over? Are we going to just dude, start it over dude. and start from the top? 73. All right. I, I'm done. pulling. Listen, I'm the head coach. I'm pulling you in. I'm sitting you down and says, listen, if that ever happens again, you'll nev- I'll make sure you never coach high school football again at any level. You were getting mad at me for the attitude I had towards the ref. You're just like, 73? just ready to tear into any high school 73, football coach. 73, dude. 73. Hey, you ain't coaching. 32 points. You ain't coaching the 73 points All given right. up. Well, what if the what if the head coach is the D coordinator? What's he doing? He's <laughs> Fire <firing> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I don't think I just, I just don't have it in me. I don't, I'm going to stick to offense. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I was on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Same. I'm we had, and listen, I, I coach some bad teams. I'm talking. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because some of my players are still playing. <laughs> you coach some bad I teams. I coach some huh? bad teams, and we ain't never gave them 73 points. Dude, it's called mercy rule and like running clock. <laughs> Dude, that's what you call a time I walk over and say, "Bro, how much I got to pay you to make sure you don't run this up on me?" Call a time I'll be like, hey, we just end it. We're just done. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're done. Listen, I'm not taking 73, dude. It's not happening. <laughs> they were going to force it down your throat. There's not happening, dude. It's not happening. All right. Uh, so you're going to be at Lincoln. Not the green and white. That's prom. That's that's correct. Oh, that's a nice little tradition they got over there. Yeah. What you know about that? What uh, you know be about at, that? Nothing. You just told me about it. Right. I'm going to be at Grossmont. Well, I'm not going to be at Grossmont. I'm going to be at Granite Hills hosting Grossmont. It's going to be fun. Gwen and Chris are going to be out there. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Tony Tony Junior's gonna be out there. Mm-hmm. Tell Tony I said hi. I will. You know, I remember him when he was a little guy. He used to run around the single school baseball. 
his dad was, you know, I, many people don't know this, but his dad was actually one of my coaches. I actually played for the San Jose Baseball and played for really? Tony Gwynn. That was cool. That is cool. I miss Tony. I miss Tony. We digress. Rest in peace, Tony. That'll be the end of our podcast. Chris Smith, I'm Braden Soprannett. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in next week and uh, tune in to the high school football broadcast. We got Grossmont traveling to Granite Hills. Of course, we'll have updates from games around the county. Uh, if you're at a game, you want to listen to some high school football in your ear or get some updates, uh, download the radio.com app. You can do that. You can also listen to the car on the way to games. We've got a post-game wrap as well. Uh, it's always a good time here on 97 Through the Fan. He's Chris Smith, Top Dog. I'm Braden Soprannett. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.